Hello, and welcome to Heart Points, a one-to-one RPG actual play podcast. I'm your husband, NGM Zach. And I'm your wife and player, Diana. And this is Series 1, Episode 48 of the Segaranza Campaign. How are you, my darling? I am good. I had a very calm day today, and we had a sort of snow day situation pretty recently. It snowed is an accurate statement that I could make. Yeah, I I don't know if it was really a snow day for you since you were on the road for like six hours, it seemed like. Yeah, I was on the road for three and a half hours, and we had an early dismissal, but I stayed at school at work for my entire contracted day because that's how long it took to get the kids out of the building. But there were schools in New Jersey where they stayed over because the buses couldn't come and get the kids. No, seriously? It was that bad? Yeah. In New Jersey, it was really bad, yeah. I didn't hear about that. All I heard about was how happy Gritty was and (laughs) that there was a snow camel. Um, Yes, there was a snow camel. (laughs) Which made me very happy. Although, sadly, I did not see the snow camel in person. I only found out about it after the fact. Same, same. But we do have family in the area, and they posted pictures of the snow camel. Which is wild to me. Yeah. So, just a quick reminder, this episode is coming out the Monday before PAX. And while we usually save this kind of plug for the end of the episode, I wanted to make sure it got to you. We are going to be on a panel uh, on Sunday from uh, 2.30 to 3.30 called A Table for Two. That is going to be a uh, panel with uh, Jeff Stormer of the Party of One podcast, as well as Ben and Mel of the Pod of Love podcast. And we are going to be talking about uh, two-player RPGs and uh, how to run them, how to organize them, how to keep them going, keep the uh, energy, and how to find them. Yeah, and uh, if you haven't gotten your PAX tickets, at the time of this recording, there are still plenty of badges out there. So hopefully you can still get some and come see us. Yeah, we would love to see you at the con. Uh, We are looking to play lots of games, see lots of people, and uh, do lots of fun things. So please hit us up, find us on Twitter, and let us know if you are there, and we would love to see you there. On with the game. Yes. So, Diana, do you remember where we left off last episode? You were giving me magic. I was getting magic telepathy. Uh, 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 I'm getting magic. Sounds gonna be so much more annoying. So we talked about telepathy. You trying to come up with a uh, a spell to uh, do like short distance. Uh, it was short range. So I wrote it down. Short term, short distance projection spell. Yes. See, I took a note. I never take notes. I took a note. And so I wanted to look up the ritual spell for the wizard, Mm -hmm. which is when you draw on a place of power to create a magical effect, tell the GM what you're trying to achieve. Ritual effects are always possible, but the GM will give you one to four of the following conditions. So I can do the thing, but you tell me kind of what happens. Yes. And since this is a wizard spell, I would typically make it very difficult for you. Mm -hmm. But this feels like a fairly... I have spells and magics, don't forget. You know about spells and magics. You don't necessarily know how to use spells and magics. We don't know that yet. We do. Canonically. Canonically, we do, (laughs) because it's not on your playbook. Okay, all right. Getting all technical here. But you do have plenty of allies, including uh, Ib Jamad, who is... A wizard. um, He's He's a wizard, Harry. He is something, that is for sure. And also... I feel like this spell is fairly mundane, right? It's a communication spell. Okay. So according to the ritual move, I have like one to four things to make it more difficult 
for you to achieve. Mm-hmm. There was something else that you were looking for Ibjamad to help you out with. Do you remember what that was? Yeah, to counteract the fireballs. Mm-hmm. Boom. Boom, look at me, remembering things, doing it, on it. So you have two magical goals in mind, is where we left off last episode, and you yes. were uh, kind of conferring with your... Council of rogues. Yes, including Dwart, uh, Omin, Zofia, Pat, uh, the people that have been kind of close to you over the course of this... Um, Battle. Yes. As you've been organizing and meeting, uh, more people have been coming in. I think... Do you remember how many people we said you had total at the around last episode? I had a fighting force of about 30 people. Okay, cool. That's uh, what I wanted to make sure, because for some reason I thought that I'd said 20, but I wanted to up that to 30. I thought that made more sense. You have about 30 people, uh, and that is before the people from uh, the... The other camp come over. Yes. And they're actual fighters. Yes, and some of them include uh, some of the Merchant Guild security forces. Yes. So they might also have information. They might also know some of what the Merchant Guild's plans are. Yes. But you know that Ibjamad and Galaki are uh, kind of wandering about your guys' camp. Ibjamad has told you that he would try to find out uh, a way to help you. But now you have this other magical request. And I don't think you know any other magic users, really. Yeah. So what, uh, what do you want to do? He said that he would be coming back. Yes. Right? Wait. I apologize. Okay. Go. Do your thing. You used your well-read to know of a spell, right? Correct. So you don't need Ibjamad to know what the spell is. Correct. You For, for this uh, short-term communication spell. Correct. I should be able to, to do this. Mm-hmm. As long as... That, that says I need to be in a place of power, right? I would assume... That the Tower of Averius is a place of power. The Tower of Averius is a place of power. Uh, I don't even think you need that much power for this the spell. I okay. think a consecrated fire is enough for this spell. Well, how do how do I consecrate a how do you consecrate a fire? Oh, it sounds like something that you might need some help with. Okay, no, but like in the real world, mm-hmm. if we like. Real world, if I was going to cast a magical spell, mm-hmm. how would I consecrate a fire? You need it blessed. How do you bless fire? I don't know. You do you have a out. priest? I don't. Y'all. <laughs> how do you do that? Do you bless the incense and then light that on fire? I don't know how to do this. I am not versed in the wicked ways. So uh, I think the power that you're going to need is a consecrated fire. Okay. You're also going to need help from someone who is capable of channeling magic through themselves. So I know this spell, and I know all the things that I need, mm-hmm. and I know that I need Ibjamad. Jamad? I have him as Jamad. Ib. Jamad. Ib Jamad. I have him down as Ib. I didn't write his whole name. I That's should fine. Do that. But um, so I'm going to need Ib because I don't know any other magic users unless I ask around the camp. Yes, you will also. I think. Just kind of taking from from the ritual move, right? So I'm using, uh, first you must find, get a consecrated fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll need help from Ib. Uh, you and your allies will risk danger from, um, I believe this is a spell that can be intercepted or spied upon fairly easily. Okay. Uh, so the message that Princess Leia gives through the robot, like anybody could have walked by and seen that message and heard it. Yes. That uh, robot had a name. The R2-D2? Vac- the vacuum cleaner, yes. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and additionally, so this has the best you can do is a lesser version, unreliable and limited. Uh, okay. It's going to be, this is going to be roughshod. I think some of the components that you need for this spell are things that might be in your supplies. Things that are fairly common magical components, but are nevertheless magical components. Mm-hmm. Special herbs, uh, special um, animal parts that are frequently used. So, like, in our supplies, we would have grabbed a bag of magic things? Well, there was the lab there, right? There was that magic lab yeah. in the uh, in the hideout. Yeah. So, you could have grabbed stuff like that. We didn't say that we did. Does that matter? Because we did no. grab stuff from the lab. Yeah, you took stuff from the lab. And yeah. we established that you took stuff from the lab. So, I'm right. comfortable with you have some of the things, even although they may not be exact. Okay. So... Uh, you pretty much have what you need, but it's not going to be exact. It's not going to be perfect, and there's a chance that it could go badly. Okay. Knowing all of that, I'm going to wait to cast the spell, but I do grab as many of the ingredients as I can at the moment. Okay. Would consecrated ground count? What do you mean? So we're in a cemetery. Mm-hmm. There is probably consecrated ground that somebody was buried by a holy person. Could I use that dirt to consecrate a fire? Uh, maybe. But you would also need, I think you need a magic user to, or you need a magic user or someone of power or authority some sort of divine authority to consecrate the fire. So even if I used the dirt, it wouldn't matter. I would still have to consecrate the fire somehow. I think the fire itself needs to be okay. needs to be blessed or uh, given um, magical abilities. Abilities. Okay. Um, so I would need it. No, I mean I knew I needed him anyway, but I think you could potentially find someone else to consecrate the fire, but. You need someone who can control magic, which is not you yourself. Right. And at the moment, he and his protege are the only people that Gonsa Sound knows who can use magic. Yes. Okay. It's not the end of the world. I'm going to wait. Anyway, I want to see if anybody from the other camp comes over uh, because you are right in that they might have more information than I do. I know that this is a dangerous spell. I know that there's a chance I could get it wrong because it would be the first time I'm ever doing anything like this. I don't want to risk it unless I have to. But I know that there's a very good chance that I am going to be doing this spell to at least communicate with the groups once we split up and enact our plan. Regardless of if we have a, co- a joined effort from the guilds, um, I, I mean, I know I'm going to have to do this spell at some point. So I need, I I can't do this spell out in the wild if I don't have Ib. So I'm going to have to convince him to give me his protege while I'm out in the wild, because I need a magic user to be able to do this spell. So I can't be on a rooftop somewhere. Yes, because this is a spell that requires ritual. So it's not easily transportable. Right. At least from the sender. If I chose the house well, I could probably do it inside of a house and then quickly get to the roof. 
right? This isn't something that would like wipe me out emotionally or physically no. after I do it. No. It just requires a lot of build up beforehand. Mm-hmm. You do the spell and then you just blah, 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 go on with your day. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I could take it with me into this very specific situation because I know that I'm going to be near a lot of abandoned buildings or buildings that are currently abandoned. They're not necessarily abandoned. I think I've missed something. What are you... I thought... What are you trying to use the spell to do? Right now, the spell would just be for me to communicate with some of the guild leaders. Yeah. But I'm thinking long term, while we're out on the field, we will not have a way of communicating with each other. Yeah. But it might be helpful to have a way of communicating with the groups. Yes. So I'm just, I'm just, Sam was just thinking long term. This is her strategizing. Okay. She's just thinking long term, kind of like out out in her brain she hasn't even seen this spell work it might be too hard to maneuver with us but we'll probably have some sort of lanterns um lighters existed before matches did so i'm sure that there's some (laughs) but they did yes they existed would they exist in this world we don't have to answer that question now because we're not moving there yet but it is a question for you gm to think of an answer to i think there's probably more like Lamp, like brass lamps and like dias and like. someone lit them to begin with though something started that fire to start with hence the lighters oh hmm how did you light hmm lighters a spark and some gas or a spark and some oil i know so little about history <laughs> <laughs> i don't i that that yeah. is the only random tidbit that i know is that lighters existed before matches i have had to fill in the rest i've never looked this up i have no idea how they did it i am going I don't to know say if, i don't know if every city had an internal flame that everything else was just lit from i don't know <laughs> i am going to say they use like uh things to generate a spark like uh scissor hinged like flint and steel oh yeah right right to light that but that means that i could start a fire out in the field yes i would have the ability to do that i wouldn't need to strike a rock against a rock yes okay so she's waiting she's not going to cast the spell because it's too dangerous and she doesn't have all the information all right uh so in the meantime a fairly large contingent does show up from the other camp yes okay a a large group of People uh, who, many are armored, uh, many are wearing uh, guild badges, arrive, uh, and you see them, like, coming up the aisles, coming up, like, the the paths Mm -hmm. from the direction of the Gravedigger's compound. Uh, And I think in the front are those uh, security forces that you saw meeting with Root, Mm -hmm. uh, including Diego of the Rugmakers Guild. As a reminder, he's the one who arrested me. Or he, tried to. He and Zofia are the ones that arrested you. I've already forgiven Zofia. Okay. She's proven herself to me. Diego, on the other hand. So Diego is this, um, I think he's a older guy. He's got like a, um, a big square beard. Uh, not so old that he's like started losing the color in his hair, but he does have like uh, some white streaks in his hair. Uh, he's got like a pretty significant leather and uh, plate uh, armor kind of combo. And uh, he is walking up with the rest of his group. And I think he sees you and he sees you with Zofia. And he like raises a hand in like acknowledgement as he's making his way up. I stink eye him. And then I look at Zofia to gauge her reaction uh when Zofia sees him she like uh looks to him looks to you 
I think grimaces for a second and then smiles and then like starts walking towards Diego. All right. I put a hand up. This is already like five minutes later, but I put a hand up acknowledging that he exists in a I don't want to murder you way. Uh, Zofia goes up to Diego uh, and they do like forearm warrior clasp. Yeah. Shake. And then uh, they start like walking up the path together to meet up with you. Uh, and Diego goes, Consasau, here we are. I'm glad you can make it. Uh, he looks around and he goes, well, we wanted to see what you were working with and uh, figured it would be better to concentrate our efforts than try to do things separately. I couldn't agree more. And uh, some of the security forces start kind of like spreading out. You see some people um, like looking at your supplies that you have laid out and organized. Uh, some of the people who aren't security forces, some of the people who are Corpstown residents who have joined, who had joined up with them, mm-hmm. uh, are like recognizing their neighbors who met up with you and are like talking and like the the camp becomes very loud and lively. Okay. Uh, and everybody is talking and kind of like mingling. So uh, Diego and these other two, uh, like the other uh, security forces, whose names I forgot because I don't take notes. In any case, they meet up with you, and uh, Diego kind of, like, is laughing about uh, Zofia's nose uh, that you broke. And I didn't break it. You did. You did explicitly break Zofia's no. nose. Yes. She you... arrested me, uh-huh. and then I reacted. Oh, okay. She broke her own nose. Oh, right. That's how it works. That's exactly how that works. Okay. Yeah. It's fine. It's not bleeding anymore. Diego and the others uh, kind of, like, look around at, at what you've gathered. I have grenades, health potions, and gunpowder. I'm pretty sure you... I think I used the gunpowder, but I do I have the grenades. the grenades. I don't think I used all the grenades. Okay. Uh, Diego goes, uh, you, uh, have a, you brought in a pretty sweet score. Where'd you get all this stuff? Don't you worry about where I got it from. What are you bringing me? I'm bringing you people who can actually use this stuff. That is helpful. You know who we haven't seen in like three episodes? It's Mourinho. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're right. Next uh, next arc, I think, uh, is going to be like a bottle arc. <laughs> <laughs> you get like three NPCs and that's it. I thought that might be a good idea. I can't keep track of everyone. But um, you here. He's hanging yes, out. Yeah. Uh, Being his cute little self. Zofia starts like asking Diego about like, she starts like name dropping people mm-hmm. who are in, who she works with. And like Diego's like, running through everything with her and and telling her about everything and like when you guys ran off Arlindu was I don't know if Arlindu was happy or if he was pissed off Sebastian was furious and I think Pete Myth was gonna snap a little bit but Arlindu was most Arlindu was just focusing on the news about Masia snapping and going like and starting a riot so he was pretty happy to, to get to come in here. And they're, they're basically just, they're like talking. Okay. I think Sal kind of gets there and gets to the group, like gets in the middle of it, uncomfortably close. It's like, I don't mean to interrupt, but is there a plan from the guilds at all? Or are you guys it? Diego goes, we got separated on the first initial push. We tried to break Messiah's line at the top of the stairs, and she managed to cut us off. We got trapped in Corpstown, and while the majority of the forces are at the top of the stairs, that is the last I heard. The, the 
main idea was make a massive push, break through her lines, and disperse the city guard. She was able to clamp down on us and separate us. So I don't know what their plan is now. So we need to get in contact with Guild HQ, essentially. Yeah. How would you... You are not in charge. I want to be very clear about this. How would you use the forces and the resources that we have here? What plan would you come up with? In my opinion, the first plan was the best plan. Push through, disperse the city guard, get them out of one centralized location. So... That's not very different from our plan. We can make that work. Yeah. If we if we slam on them from both sides, then we stand a pretty good chance. But, but, we'll, but we'll have to communicate with the other guilds to make that work. Yeah. They cut us off pretty easily the first time. Um, he like looks to Zofia and he says, um, security forces are good for dealing with bandits and rogues and orc tribes, but uh, a well-established city guard is maybe another story. Messiah hates me. And I think we can use that to my advantage. How? I'm gonna need some magic. Do you have any magic users amongst your crew? Nah, he shakes his head. Okay. Well, then we're gonna have to wait for the one and only magic user that I know. But I think we might be able to draw some of her forces out into the city where we would have the advantage. Because they would be bottlenecked. The streets and the alleys are very close together. And if we take a high advantage, if we're on the roofs, I think we can at least distract some of her forces. We can split them up. But I'm going to need magic to make it happen. Okay. I'm just letting you know what's the plan. <laughs> I'm just letting you know my plan. I All don't right. disagree with you. I think we need to attack from both angles. But if we can't make that happen, we're going to have to figure something else out. Backup plans are always useful. All right. Uh, and I think he looks around and goes, there's not many people here. Listen. I got 30 people here. I'm quite impressed with the amount of people I have. Most of them are rebel guard. We got some fighters. Uh, I think uh, Diego and the security forces brought another 20 people. Yes, 50 people. So I've got 20 solid fighters. I've got, I forget how many rebel guard we said before, but what? About 10 rebel guards. So I've, I've, like seven. I've got 27. So I'm, half of the people here are trained fighters. Some of them were trained with Messia and some of them weren't. Mm -hmm. But I've got about half of the people here are trained fighters. The other half are enraged. You have a pretty decently sized force that you are trying to hold on to between uh, Diego of the security forces and Duarte of the rebel guard. Yeah, fuck both of those men. I'm a lady, so I'm in charge. Okay. Also, I'm close to sound. I started this war. <laughs> I will end it. Okay. With the head of Messia gonna be murderous about this okay murder that bitch <laughs> murder her she saw me and me she called my dad <laughs> she, she called my dad on me she called my dad on me she's so mean so what do you want to do? so i think i add diego to my council of people and I think we include Marinho in the Council of People. <laughs> no, legitimately, because he travels a lot outside of the city. He might know routes within the city that other people might not know about. Like, because he trades and he brings people and stuff. 
He, um, m- he just might have some information. Yeah, not like, well, like, Omin has hidden roots wise. Right. So he's decently uh, informed on that kind of thing. Right. But I, I, I don't begrudge bringing in Marinyu. Well, but, and also Marinyu, his instinct is to avoid danger. And I think that could be useful if we're planning on using the rooftops and stuff. Okay. Like, he might be able to help us be, like, figure... Stay safe? Yeah. Okay. Um, so he's a he's in our council because you're right and we didn't include him and now I feel bad about it. So <laughs> Marinho is here, Duarte, Diego, Petronalia, and Omen. And we are planning. Now we have about 50 people. And my plan is minus two or three people. We have groups of 10. We have five groups of 10 kind of coming at the front line in waves or from different directions. So it kind of feels like we're bigger than we are. Okay. Uh, and we split up the experienced fighters with the unexperienced, inexperienced fighters. So about five experienced fighters per, it's like a one-to-one ratio, right? So like mm-hmm. a one experienced fighter for one non-experienced fighter. Okay. Um, and we're kind of like figuring out groups, basically like group A, group B, all the way through group E and figuring out who's going to go in what group. Like it's just logistics. It's super boring because I'm waiting for Ib. I can't move forward with any other secret plans that I have until Ib comes back. Okay. Ib's around. Cool. We make that plan. We make our groups. Mm-hmm. And then I send all of them off. How many people was that? Duarte, Diego, Petronelia, Omin, Marinho. There's five of them. I make them the leaders of each group. So who are, who's leading your five squads? So Duarte is in charge of squad A. Diego is in charge of squad B. Okay. Omin is in charge of squad C. Oh, he is so happy about that. Yeah. I think him and Marshiri actually start fighting over who should be in charge of the squad. They're both in charge of squad C. Okay. Very specifically, I think I say you're both in charge because Omin would lead them all into danger headfirst and Marshiri's going to keep them safe, but maybe doesn't have that fighter instinct. So they're both in charge. Okay. I like that a lot. Petronalia is in charge of group D and... Marinu is in charge of group E. And so they each have about nine people under them with four or five experienced fighters and four or five inexperienced fighters. Okay. So like Marinu would have five experienced fighters, whereas Diego would only have four experienced fighters because he is an experienced fighter. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Yes. Do you want to have a social conflict right now? Why? If... If, if that's not something that you're interested in having and we just want to keep moving forward, we can keep moving forward. But I think there is a social conflict here that we can explore if you want to. But if not, I'm okay skipping it. Well, what kind of social conflict? You shouldn't have brought it up. Now I'm interested. There are grumblings among the Gilna and the Mithna and some of the non... Some of just like the general corpse down people mm-hmm. about how uh, there are five squads and they're all being run by outsiders. Who have come into the city and are now taking over and telling them how to do. Omen isn't an outsider. Four, okay, four of the five are being run by outsiders. If they can... Okay, all right, let's do it. Ponce sounds <laughs> going to argue. If you can produce experienced fighters that are going to know how the guild fight and how the guard fight, please bring them forward. I would trust them so much more than three-fourths of these people here. If you can't produce anyone for me, then these are the leaders and they're going to have to be it. And it sucks and too bad. Boom. Yeah. All right. Social conflict done. <laughs> yeah, no. Murdered. I, I agree. I think it is worth noting that there is some discontent. 
among the Knowles. I also think that when you address it with them, none of them have a argument that would be able to beat your plus two charisma. Ha And your genuine logic. Like, yeah. I, I think they're unhappy about it and they think that, you know, they, I think that none of them are going to challenge you on this because they can't challenge you on this. Right. Um, well, and- no, I mean, I think they could make good legitimate arguments but i think in the end they know that you're going to win this sal is a colonizer yeah sal's not great sometimes no she's awful (laughs) she's awful but she tries but that's the problem yeah that's the problem is that she's trying so you part of you wants to be like well you're awful but you're trying but really she's not she this she started this fight the reason people are being murdered is because she's here. Hey, which of these squads is Abavin going in? He's not going in any of the squads. He's our home base. He okay. is holding the group together. He's my messenger boy, remember? He's going to be running in the back. Mm-hmm. I'm also not in a group. This seems like something Mourinho would say. Uh, Mourinho comes up to you when you're like divvying up the squad. And he goes, you should send the young Null to uh, to the route in the Corpstown, uh, the cemetery shantytown. That is not a bad idea. He can be my advisor there. He's going to want to roll. He's going to need a job yeah, there. Yeah, you're kind of like nodding as, yeah, that, that that makes sense. But uh, I don't think he should be hanging out here alone or uh, I think it makes the most sense to get him I agree. somewhere else. I agree with you. I will do that. But I need him for right now. Uh, so, all right, you, you give these orders to everybody, and they uh, there are some grumblings, but people start organizing, people start getting together, gathering supplies, divvying them up. That's all going on. Uh, I think, actually, like, as you give them your, like, the squad leader's orders and they start moving out, mm-hmm. uh, you see uh, Ib Jamad and uh, Galaki standing, um, like, at the edge of your guys' camp, like, standing up against a... Uh, crematorium just kind of watching you i walk over to him ib smiles that big jackal smile and he goes consul cortez how are you doing how are the plans they are coming along last i talked you said you were going to look into some way for us to defuse the firebombs he snickers a little bit and he goes yes consul i spoke to the dead mother and she's shown me a way for you to find immunity i can help you with this just me there are a lot of us here you and your allies wonderful are the other gnolls going to voluntarily agree to this ib says uh the only thing the only thing that must be done is for you to do it okay i have another favor to ask as well oh i would like to be able to communicate with someone and i know of a spell but i'm going to need you to consecrate fire and I'm going to need you to lend me some of your magic abilities. He nods and he says, uh, I think I am familiar with this spell. Uh, Galaki could use the practice. She will perform the spell for you. Beautiful. How do I stop people from bursting into flames with these fireballs? Uh, he turns to uh, Galaki and she produces from her pouch a, uh, a thick uh, leather uh, skin. Mm-hmm. Skin. I don't know. Uh, and she she holds it out to you with both hands. I cautiously take it with both hands. Uh, Ib says, go to the top of Averius Tower and drink that. By myself? Because we could do a twofer 
if Galaki comes with me at the top of the tower, we could do the other ritual and I could drink this. And then that way we're not disturbed by other people. Ib yips uh, joyfully. Oh, Lord. And he says, Part of me really wants to do a discern realities, but I, I, I just... I just think that she's going to go blindly into this. I don't think mm-hmm. she's going to... I think she's choosing to trust. I don't think she should be, but she's doing uh, it. And I think Galaki frowns a little bit. Actually, I think Galaki frowns significantly. Uh, her brow furrows and uh, like the corners of her mouth drop. Uh, but Ib goes, That is an excellent idea, Consasau Cortez. Take Galaki with you to the top of the tower. She will accompany you, and she will help guide you through your rituals okay so excited about this thanks ib for all of your help are you sure you don't want to join us in our battle it is not for the Munram to fight battles it is not for us to fight your battles consul cortez only you can draw your sword that was ominous okay thank you ib talking to you always makes me feel good she says sarcastically. But she's so charismatic, I don't think he gets it. Uh, he wouldn't get it even if you weren't sarcastic. <laughs> okay. I gather the, the magic supplies I had collected earlier. Mm-hmm. And I go, Galaki, let's do it. Let's climb. She nods. And you guys make your way towards that big gate that uh, and that uh, blocks the entrance to... Uh, the Tower of Averius. And that gate is the one with the statues. The one yes. that I noticed last time. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I'm going to... I think Constantin was going to be on the lookout for other, like, clues concerning statues, stuff like that. Okay. There are... I mean, there's just the statues on the outside that you saw. When you start approaching the tower... We've made it past the gate? Uh, no. Like, so, like, there's the... The tower has, like, this gate entrance. Oh, okay. It's, like, double... I guess it's more like a double door, really. Okay. I think, uh... Someone tries to stop you from going in. And I'm trying to decide who and why. Because there are two people and two reasons that I think would not want you to go in there. And I think you hear, at the same time, two different voices go, Where are you going? And it is from Omin and Duarte. Oh, good. And they start approaching you, like, from either end as you're, like, walking with Galaki uh, toward, like, a- approaching the, the double doors. Mm-hmm. I very pointedly look at Duarte and then turn my back to him and look at Omen and go, I'm just on a mission to the top of this tower. He looks at Galaki and goes, w- w- with her? Yes. I don't, do you want me, I'll, I'll come with you. I know I told you that now was not the time to find out about what is going on here. I am so curious as to what is going on here. I don't understand. She's a knoll like you. Duarte says, you can't, you can't, I don't think you... I turn around and I go, I'm not talking to you, you right now. This is... I'm not talking to you right now. And then I look at Omen. I put my finger in Duarte's face, like pointed, like, I'm not, hold on, I'm not talking to you. And I look at Omen. Galaki, like, has her hands, like, in her sleeves. And, like, you can hear, like, the rattling of the bones that she's wearing. And uh, Omen goes, she's not a knoll like me. She's, she's, cr- she's crazy. So. Okay. They're, they live in a cemetery. Yes. But she healed you. You saw that she healed you. Yeah. Lots of people can use magic. Okay. So. 
Well, then it doesn't make them good or sane. There's people using magic to blow up the city. I bet they could also heal me if they wanted to. They just don't. Well, don't you worry about me, Omen. I got this. I think I should come with you. Marshiri can organize our, no, our squad. No, no, I don't think you should. I think you're needed down here. I think he like is like staring at you like very closely. And then Galaki like walks up in between the two of you and like pushes him out of the way with her presence. Like she doesn't touch him. She just like moves in between you two. And he takes a step back. Yes. And he's forced to take a step back. Uh, and then she like exposes her throat and like <gasps> taps her like taps her throat. Okay. And uh, he like stares at her for a second, like sniffs and then frowns. And then, like, looks around her at you mm-hmm. and says, um, just don't turn your back on them. And he turns and goes and finds Marshiri. And I think he, like, you see him, like, go up to Marshiri and, like, point at Galaki. Yeah. I think I take a deep breath. And I look at Galaki and I'm like, you might have to explain what's going on here. And then I patiently turn around and I go, now it's your turn, Duarte. That's how conversation happens. This is a holy site, and I don't think... What are you doing in it? I'm taking in the sights. I'm making plans. This is the highest vantage point. I don't know if it's... It doesn't seem... It feels weird to use... It's a... We are at war. Yeah, I know. All right. We are at war. Yeah. Holy sites mean nothing. Uh, Well, I would... I'm also not pooping on this. I'm just walking up the stairs that are already here. I'm not degrading it in any way. I'm going to the top. When you say that, he looks at Galaki. I look I, I look at him, looking at her, and like point my finger in his face, like in between his eyes, above his nose. And I go, I'm not degrading this. I'm going to the top, and you're going to deal with it. Okay, usurper. And I, I, I what is that word? Ex, extenue, exasperate. I have no idea. I express my point vigorously by pointing at him with every... What is the word? Like, I... The, what is... I have I, no idea. I'll think of the word later. I have no idea what um, But I'm like... It's an, it's an EX sound word. And this is driving me nuts. Okay, it doesn't matter. I am bringing home the point of my message by enunciating... Okay. I think that's the word I'm looking for. That's not an EX sound. No. But anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm doing that with every word. I'm pointing at him. You will deal with it, usurper. Point, point, point. He's, he's like, uh, he goes, okay, all right. Um, you're right. That's fine. Just... Go work with your crew. All right. And he goes, and he uh, like goes back to like his group. I think before I go up, I call Zofia over to me. And I go, people are pissed I'm coming up here. Just make sure that no one murders me or anybody else until I get down here. Zofia kind of like looks at you and she's like, nobody's going to do anything. I'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on everybody. Thanks. And then she goes. And then we go up the stairs. All right. Uh, you part the, uh, the, the, the two double doors and the whole bottom of this tower, like this whole first floor is just one big room. Mm-hmm. And I think the walls are lined with uh, reliquaries. There are, like, uh, things that are, like, holy objects, things in worship of Averius. Mm-hmm. But it is very obvious that no one ever comes in here. 
the whole room gives you the feeling of a place that was built to be a holy site that immediately fell into disrepair. Okay. Like, it's, it's not that everything is ruined. It's just that no one ever comes here. Dusty. Yeah. Things that could that are easily fixed haven't been fixed. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, animal droppings. Uh Oh, yeah, for sure. There's, like, been rats and wild dogs in here mm-hmm. and birds and shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, on, like, one end, there's, like, a an entryway that leads to the stairs that wrap around the entire uh, tower up to the top. We head um, for the stairs. And as you guys walk in, uh, your footsteps and Galaki's claws, like, clack on the stone floor uh, and echo along this big, huge room as you head for the stairs. I think we remain silent. Okay. I don't think I say anything to Galaki until we're a ways up the stairs. All right. Uh, and you guys, uh, you hit the staircase and you start going around. Right. I think I, I think I just kind of make small talk with Galaki, but I guess Diana's version of small talk, like, so what got you interested in magic? I'm not just saying that to pass the time. Mm-hmm. I'm legitimately curious as to how and why she's interested in magic. Yeah. Uh, I think we were, t- we were talking about like Dia's earlier. I think she lights a Dia, mm-hmm. like a little clay lamp, uh, that she, uh, holds in her paw, uh, protected by like a leather like a leather cloth and she's holding it out in front of her as you guys make your way up the the she's in front of me uh, yeah okay um and i think so this is uh uh intended to like you're supposed to bring bodies in here so i think it is a very wide stairwell a very wide stairway and in general pretty gradual right because you're intended to bring bodies up so it mm-hmm. loops around a lot it takes a while to get up there and uh what did you ask her? What got you interested in magic? Because it's the only way to honor the dead mother. Tell me about the dead mother. What do you want to know? Well, I asked Eve the same question, and I learned that the dead mother was murdered because of her sister, and uh, I think she was tricked into giving up her immortality or her weapon. Just looking for a little bit more information on the dead mother. She goes, uh, the dead mother never wielded a weapon. Someone stole her sisters. Oh, her sisters. How many sisters did she have? Two. Oh. How did they steal her sisters? She looks at you and, like, the the flickering light of the Dia, like, flickers off of her eyes. Mm -hmm. And she just kind of stares at you for a second. And then she goes, uh... I think you know. I promise I don't. You don't know what happened to Amlun Arakan. No. I think she stops and her like ears fall and she goes, you do. Can you give me like a hint? Maybe it will jog my memory if she, I like, do know. She like gestures to the tower and she goes, Averius killed Amlun Arakan, stole her bident and left the dead mother to be eaten by her sister. Right. But how did that happen? How did Averius steal it? Right. Because he was a coward and a villain. That explains why, but not how. How was it stolen? She stares at you for a second, and she blinks, and she goes, uh, I don't know. He fought her, and he stole it. And then because he had it, dead mother was eaten by her other sister. Mm-hmm. So how were the two sisters stolen? 
If he stole the Biden, how were the sisters stolen? She holds up three fingers. She mm-hmm. goes, three sisters. One murdered by Averius, her weapon stolen. The other driven mad because she was no longer kept in check. The last murdered by the sister driven mad. The last was the dead mother. Okay. I understand those details. I guess my question is, it's just the same one I've been asking. How did Averius conquer the first sister? How did he beat her? How did he take her Biden? How did that happen? Wasn't he just a man? And she was a goddess. I don't expect you to have the answers, but that's my question. And I really feel like once we have the answer to that question, a lot more things will make sense. She says, Averis wasn't just a man. He was, I don't know. Okay. You know, you know the stories. You know the stories. I know these stories, the stories that you've just told me, but that's it. I don't know other, I don't know any other stories. I think you wait. No, we established. No, I out have. Of character, le- we've established that you know you studied Averius. Yes, I did. I did, but I don't know his story from their point of view. Those uh, are those might be different stories. Okay, I think their stories are largely the same. Okay, Averius came to the steppes from the north and conquered the steppe. Okay, well, I don't know. Sometimes history is different depending on where you stand. Yeah, but also if. History is written by the victors, and then that's all that's left. And I think all that's left is Averius came from the north and conquered the steppe. Okay. All right. Then I do know the stories. And I think I say to her, yes, I do know the stories, but I'm curious for more. About more. We've been walking this whole time. I don't know if we're close to the top or not. As you guys reach the top, Galaki says, there is no more. Averius came to the steppes. He conquered everything. He killed our goddesses and built these cities. That's all there is anymore. And the only thing I can do now is live in the cemetery and try to remember the dead goddess. I respect that. But in Sound's head, she's like, I'm going to have to visit the library again. Meet that elf librarian. Uh, and you guys uh, exit the stairwell onto the the flat roof of the tower and there are odd bits of bone strewn about. And uh, I think the floor here is uh, gilded in white. I was going to say gold, but I don't think so. That would be so hot. That would be really hot. Metal on the top? Yeah. Yeah, it's just this white stone. And uh, that's a good point. It's very warm. It's very like nice and warm. The, mm-hmm. the heat from the sun has like baked into the, the white stone. And it rises off. And there are the odd bleached bones. And as you guys reach the top, uh, huge vultures spread their wings and take off uh, and fly away. It's <laughs> uh, horrible. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm so uncomfortable now. And Ugh. you guys walk to the uh, the center. And Galaki starts, like, unpacking some things to build a fire. I go, good thinking. We should do the communication spell before we do the drinking spell. She nods. Oh, oh, see, who was the guild leader who was who was not mad at me? Uh, Pete Myth. Was it Pete Myth? I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about. Remember um, when Diego and Zofia met up? Oh, she was Arlindu. Asking him and, it was Arlindu? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's Arlindu that I'm going to talk to then. Or it's Arlindu I'm going to try to talk to. Okay. That's who I'm going to try to talk to. All right. Uh, we are 
pretty significantly over time. Ah, okay. So let's cut it there. Okay. And uh, let's wrap up quickly. All right. Uh, thank you so much for joining us this week. We want to give a special thank you to Zach B., our editor, without whom the show would not get made. Thank you to In Love With a Ghost for letting us use their song, Chilling at Nemo's Place, for our intro and outro. Uh, you can find their stuff on Bandcamp. Uh, if you like us, please make sure to rate and uh, subscribe. Uh, please leave a five-star review and uh, say something nice if you so wish. Uh, find us on Twitter at HeartPointsPod. Tweet at us. Comment to us. That's not what it's called. Retweet. There you go. Mm-hmm. Do those things uh, on Twitter. Yeah, and I think that's pretty much it. it. Again, we are going to be at PAX Unplugged this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Please hit us up on Twitter. We would love to meet up with you, play games with you, and talk with you. On Sunday, we are going to have a panel at 2.30 called Table for Two on two-player RPGs. And next week, we will probably be doing... No, we probably won't be doing our PAX retrospective next week. We'll probably do another second onset episode, and then the week after that, we'll have our PAX retrospective. Yeah, that probably makes I don't sense. think we'll, we won't have enough time to record. Yeah, I think that makes sense. So thank you so much for joining us this week. We hope to see you again next week. And in the meantime, have a very nice day. But like a very, very nice one. <laughs> <laughs>